had gotten her into trouble every time she allowed herself to believe it. So she pushed it out of her mind. She needed to focus on manifesting a hot meal and a place to spend the night, period. She fixed that positive plan of action in her mind and pushed through the front door. Hoo boy, the place was like something right out of a bad country and western tune. Smoke hung over the place and a five-piece country band occupied a raised stage at one end of the barroom. They played a twangy Garth Brooks tune in waltz time. No one was dancing. The men in the band were, by and large, a bunch of middle-aged geezers with beer bellies and wedding rings and receding hairlines, except for the fiddler. Jane stared at him for a moment, recognition washing through her. No question about it. There stood another peanut-brained weasel in the flesh. She could tell this because he was a big, powerfully built man with a ponytail and facial hair. He also wore a black Stetson and a black shirt and black jeans that hugged his butt and thighs and a gem that sparkled from his earlobe like a black diamond. What was that thing? A sapphire? He was the real deal bad for any females who came within range package. Someone should hang a big yellow warning sign on his neck that said danger. Guys like him didn't rescue girls. They rode around on Harleys and were mean and tough and bad and got into lots of trouble with the local law. They also had really big shoulders that a girl could lean on, and in a moment of confusion, a girl could confuse one of these bad boys with Sir Galahad, only on a motorcycle. Good thing Jane planned on rescuing herself, because this guy was like some walking embodiment of Murphy's Law. The spit dried up in her mouth and her heart rate kicked up. The universe had just thrown her another curveball. So she looked away, sweeping the room with her gaze. The rest of the pickings were slim and ran to old men and floozies, and a few obviously married guys in John Deere hats. She might be about to do some serious flirting in order to get a drink and some food, but she would not hit on any married men. That ran counter to her moral code. She scanned the bar. Bingo. Two prospects, twelve o'clock. Prospect one wore a dirty Houston Astros hat, his chin propped up on his left fist as he watched the World Series game on the big screen television. He was devilishly handsome, but the words hard drinking scrolled through her mind. Jane turned her attention to prospect number two. He turned on the stool, and she got a good look at him. He was a smaller-than-average guy, with sandy hair, a widow's peak, and regular features. He wore a blue work shirt with his name, Ray, embroidered above the right pocket. Unlike the other two hunks in the room, this guy wore work boots. He wasn't a cowboy, and he didn't look dangerous at all. He looked up from his drink. Okay, he would do. Kindness shone from his eyes. She concentrated on holding his gaze, counted to three, then dazzled him with a smile. He blinked two or three times like a deer caught in a hunter's sight, but she wasn't a hunter, not really. She was vulnerable and scared and hunted herself, and that explained why she was about to do something not very nice, something she would most likely regret in the morning. The bodacious brunette hit Dot's spot like the hurricane expected to arrive tomorrow. She wore high-heeled boots and a little tank top that barely constrained her assets, Clay Rhodes had never seen her before, which had to mean she'd just gotten off the 9.30 bus from Atlanta. 
She waltzed her butt through the door and captured the attention of every male in the place, except maybe Dash Randall, who was concentrating on the World Series. She stopped just inside the door and gave the place a once-over. It took all of three seconds for her to look Clay's way, and about fifteen for her to catalog him and move on. But that was all it took for Clay Rhodes to feel the unmistakable pool of lust centering right behind his belly button. Yeah, he could go for some of that, if it wasn't for the fact that he was a responsible, almost middle-aged grown-up, and she looked like trouble on high heels. He pulled the fiddle down and tried to put some feeling into his harmony line on Knight Rider's Lament, but since he had played this song about 5,000 times, it was hard to do. The little gal distracted him as she scanned the room. It didn't surprise him one bit when her sharp gaze lingered on Dash. The ex-jock was unaware of it, though. He sat at the end of the bar, wallowing in self-pity.